having a podcast is one of the biggest things that I did to help take my business to the next level. It allowed me to communicate with my audience 24-7. And so many businesses that I consult for come to me and say, man, Mike, how do we get a podcast started? How do we get this rolling? Well, it's really very simple, guys. Anchor makes it easy. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. And best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that is what I'm doing right at this moment. I love Anchor. I simply upload my episodes and it distributes it to iTunes, distributes it to Spotify, distributes it to Google, and people are easily able to subscribe and listen to my podcast. So if you want to get started just that easy, go to anchor.fm slash start and get started right now. And as soon as you get your podcast up and running, guys, send it to me because I want to listen to it too. I want to subscribe and I want to support you like you've been supporting me. Make it a great one. What's up, everybody? Welcome to The Start Down. I'm your host, Mike Ficarra, and you're probably asking yourself, what is The Start Down? Well, we all know the startup is a great idea or a business that maybe you're just getting going, but I want to talk about what happens when you get to work, and that's what The Start Down is all about. We're going to bring great guests here for you on the show, people who have had massive success, people who are trying to build businesses, and I'm even going to share with you some of my own experiences. And I always say, this is a little bit like a buffet. Take what you need and leave the rest. So without further ado, let's head to the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Start Down. I am Mike Vicara. Make sure you guys like, subscribe, share if you're enjoying this episode. We're here at FETC continuing to see great conversations with people that are impacting education, changing the lives of students. Um, and I just, you know, one piece of technology after another that I come across is so exciting. I'm here with Chris. He is the head of education for Piper, uh, which is not Pi Piper like we may know from the HBO show, but something a little bit different, a little bit more exciting. But Chris, I, there's no way I can introduce this as well as you can. So why don't you introduce yourself to everybody and tell them a little bit about Piper and what you guys do. Sure. So my name is Chris Bauman. Uh, so I joined Piper in 2016. Um, we did start at the same time as that HBO show. Okay. See. So who was first? We're right about the same time. And we were an equal-sized company. And we, with grit and determination, we took a our Kickstarter product, yeah. um, which was successful out of the gate. We had backing from Zuckerberg. Elon Musk was one of our first customers. Wow. Wozniak um, sent us an email in support of our campaign. So we had a, we had a really good early start. And uh, schools were some of our first customers in Kickstarter. Um, so we came out of uh, the Kickstarter's 282000 And uh, we moved right into our seed round of funding um, in April of 2016. So that allowed us to really jump in and start sinking our roots into the education market. And we had to invest and start building a curriculum um, and start really integrating this into school, listening to teacher needs and wants um, and kids. Yeah. Because what we found is that a lot of teachers are afraid of, of computer science. It's like they don't have a computer science degree. They didn't take engineering as a major. So how are they going to teach coding? How are they going to teach uh, electronics and completing circuits? And the fact of the matter, what we, what we found is that they don't need to know all that stuff. The kids are unbridled with excitement. They're not afraid to attack this stuff. And so it's just a matter of giving the teacher confidence. It's like, it's okay not to know this. It's okay to learn with the students. Yep. And guess what? The students may learn quicker in some cases. Yep. Don't be afraid, celebrate it. Yep. And so we're just giving the tools to, to 
learn hardware engineering and software engineering in a fun, hands-on way. So I know you're showing me a little bit before, and uh, you know, gamification's in there, and then you're sort of easing off the gamification into them learning coding, learning how to work, you know, the circuit boards a little bit, getting in there. That being said, I think it's great, you know, that you mentioned teachers and computer science, but it seems like the student can take ownership of that learning. Um, how have you guys done that? How have you given it that direction and let the students take the ownership? So we've put all the instructions into the experience. So there's five phases to, to Piper. So the first phase is you're gonna build the Piper computer kit and you use a life-size blueprint. Wow. So it's an engineering blueprint and this is your instructions and it, kids will work right on top of the, the blueprint poster and they'll go step by step. It's a lot of visual um, instructions, not, not words. And so the kids will work collaboratively. Typically they'll have two students to, to one Piper kit. So they work in teams and they, they build a fully functioning computer. Um, and it's pretty cool because most families don't have anybody in it that's built a, a computer yeah. before. Yeah, so I've broken a few, but I don't, think I've ever, <laughs> I don't think I've ever built one. So that being said then, then you know, the students get this, they, they take this home with them, this is theirs to, to go home with? Well, typically it stays in the classroom yeah, okay. and they'll use this one hour a week. Mm. And so once it's built, they jump into our custom Raspberry Pi edition of Minecraft projects. Yep. And what we've done is we've replicated the Raspberry Pi in the Minecraft world. And so that becomes now their set of instruction is inside the Minecraft world, which uh, we can explain some complex engineering inside of Minecraft because it's a language that kids understand. Yep. So this would work for them to take it home and work on, but typically it's done in the classroom, one hour a time, typically one, one hour a week. So, and then they do this, they grow throughout the school year then with the curriculum, I assume, and then... Yeah, like a, like a 12 to 20 uh, week session. Oh, nice. And they'll progress through building the computer, learning the hardware, inputs and outputs, uh, and then we'll get into programming with uh, Piper Code. We'll use Google Blockly, drag and drop programming. Yep. Um, so they will be able to build the hardware, let's say they could build an LED light, and they'll be able to program the LED light to do what they want it to do. A good example is they're gonna build a stoplight for a sequence of three lights. Um, we'll get them into building games that they can play against each other, like Pete the Buzzer, where each of us will build a breadboard with a light, a button, and then one of us will have a buzzer, and then we'll program the game to randomly buzz the buzzer, and whichever one of us presses our button first wins, and our light will light up. So we get we keep that entertainment value, so that they can they continue to build hardware, program software, and they do it around fun, entertaining projects. Wow. So then, when when looking at something like this, what is it? What is the cost? It's got to be really, really expensive. Sure, they're they're not that expensive. So it's two hundred ninety nine dollars for a kid. Wow, that's not bad. So two students to one Piper. Okay. And they're reusable. So that's where you get the efficiency. Is that so with twelve to twenty hours? And then the, the last lesson is the kids actually disassemble everything themselves, mm. put it back in the same box that it come, came in as reusable as well, and um, and then it gets handed off to the next class. So Chris, let me ask you, because you and I were talking a little bit before, you're, you're in this now, you're, you're using this as an education component, but coming from previously working in corporate America, I know you mentioned you worked for a toy company. Yeah. Um, how has it been different though, coming from that environment than you know, a lot of our, our uh, viewers and listeners are starting a business. They're, they're going sure. into the startup world. 
you came from the corporate world into the startup world. How's that been different? What lessons have you learned in, in that transition? Well, the marketing budgets are a little smaller. <laughs> but what, what I love about it is that the, the impact that we're making. So in the toy world where, you know, we're trying to get the quick hit and it's all about the seven second read of the packaging on a shelf. Yep. Where, you know, my focus right now is to impact children's lives positively and give them confidence around computer science. So I really love that I can make a, a deeper impact with the with the learning and the education. With Mattel, we had we had a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, you know, and toys are kind of more quick fit. Yeah. Where I think this is going to have a longer lasting impact to positively affect children's lives. That's awesome. And who are you guys selling to then? Are you selling the districts? Are you selling the schools? You know, what's 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 your angle? Sure. So district wide deals. Um, they'll bring us into a um, after school programs, maker spaces. Uh, intervention like Saturday programs. Um, we're in uh, in the classroom bell to bell for about half of our customers. Um, the other half will be after school or Saturday programs. Um, Education is about half our business. The other half is uh, direct to consumer. Uh, so come holiday times, a lot of people put us on their Christmas list. That's nice. Um, so you get the kids enjoying in the classroom they wanted at home. Yes, and awesome. so so parents do uh, buy us quite a bit uh, come December. So, you know, my, my question is, too, and it, it, let's say, you know, I'm an entrepreneur and I'm hearing this story of Piper and, you know, the, the, the Kickstarter and all that. You know, you came in, I know, at one point, but knowing the story of the business and knowing where it's going, what advice would you give somebody that says, hey, I've got an idea, I want to start something, I want to grow things? Like, what advice would you give based on your experience in the corporate world and what you've been able to do with this startup that's having massive success? Small company, large company, be unique. Stand for something. Love it. And be consistent. I love it. I love it. I love it. That's and, and those are really three key things that I think continue to, to resound. You know, that being said, are you involved in the marketing as well? Or do you get involved in that? So we're a small know, company. One of the, yeah, yes, right. Multiple hats. Like in education, teachers know that too, right? You you do nine different jobs. You know, we know in the sale of education is very different because your purchaser is not always your end user, right? Who uh, administrators, yep. superintendents yes. buy, uh, teachers and students consume the product. How do you guys approach that? You know, are you doing you know, massive amounts of money. Like you said, the budgets are much smaller. So, you know, Google Ads, Facebook Ads, something like that. What's your guys' marketing approach to really get this out and get your message out? Sure. So I think you, uh, Facebook has been really good for us. Yep. Events have been really good for us. But we need we need that administrator, the superintendent, to buy in. But we also need that champion teacher. So yep. it's always a combination of the two that leads to, a, leads to a deal. So you need to go to the administrator and showcase that we've got efficacy that we can give you metrics that show that our product is working to support their objectives. For the, for the teacher, we gotta say, we we will make your life better in the classroom. Yes. You can do this, yes. your kids will enjoy it, your parents will love you for it, and so it, the deals get closed when you have both. I love it. You can't just have one or the other. Yep. You need to have both. Yeah, multiple approaching it. And we hear that a lot. So, Chris, man, this has been amazing. Uh, really, really cool to learn about this. Really cool to, to see it. Um, we got to get this in my kids' school. <laughs> it's really cool for them to play with. Uh, but I appreciate that. Chris, if people want to learn more about this, where do they find you? Uh, so, go to uh, pipereducation.com. Okay. And my email is chris at playpiper. Feel free to reach out. Nice, nice. And I will definitely provide the links to everybody so that you guys have that. Once again, this has been the Start Down, guys. If you've gotten value out of this, like I said, like, share. Uh, send this out there. If you know somebody that can use Piper in their classroom, definitely send them Chris's way, and I will catch you guys on the next show. 
Thank you, everybody, for tuning into this episode of The Start Down. Once again, I am your host, Mike Vicara. Make sure you visit me at MikeVicara.com, where you will see links to all my social media, where I'm bringing content like this every day on how you can grow your business and your personal brand. Once again, new episodes drop in every Tuesday, so make sure that you guys like, subscribe, and share the podcast so that you can keep up with what's going on. Once again, appreciate you guys tuning in. I will see you on the next episode of The Start Down.